Real Kipper and Bourne Show. We are live on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. This hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365 in for Justin Bourne. Let's welcome in former general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes, that is Delectricity you hear. Gord Stelic joining Sammy McKee and I. Gordo, thanks for coming in, pal. Changing on the fly. I like it. I like it. Just it out. Didn't cut the mustard. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Front of the closer, baby. Showtime. That's it. That is awesome. We are uh, just completed our, the, the second leg of the Global Series in mm-hmm. Stockholm, Sweden, where William Nylander extended his point streak to 16 games as the Leafs rally back on the Red Wings. That was uh, a game, Gord, that... Uh, didn't show much promise in the first 40 minutes, but it was a heck of a finish. Kippy, Stockholm Syndrome. Remember the Stockholm Syndrome? First 40 minutes, they're holed up at a bank vault and all the cops are outside and they got the hostages and that was kind of it. It was just that kind of siege mentality. Nothing was going on. And then the last 20 minutes, you know what? They're finding ways to win games. Maybe it won't work in the playoffs, but they're finding ways to work games. That was pretty entertaining. So we call this segment of our show uh, Off the Rails Friday, and it's it's led by Doug McLean because that's what usually happens is he drives it into the ditch. Um, but, you know, this one has a chance to really fall off because Gord Stellick has got a new book out called Revival. Yes. With Damian Cox, and uh, it's a journey through the Toronto Maple Leafs. In the late 70s, when they advanced uh, and beat Justin Bourne's uh, father-in-law. The big series against the New York Islanders. Clark Gillies and the Islanders. Yeah, and it came because last year when Boria visited, how iconic they were, he is. And Tiger Williams, Lanny McDonald, Daryl Sittler, Boria are still great friends all these years later. So anyway, that precipitated the book. And I just go by bookstores now and I put it over Doug McLean's book. You know, you do that. You did that with Kipper, right? You stop by and you front your book, right? Listen, I, Guerrilla I, Warfare. I don't have the heart to tell him that your books knocked him off the bestsellers list. So, well, let's can, not tell. Can, let's can keep it quiet. Let's that? keep it quiet. All right, let's welcome in the author of Draft Day, Doug McLean. Um, hopefully, you didn't hear that intro. Uh, uh, just excuse me, uh, bulletin. I have a bulletin. <laughs> the Toronto Star. Total nonfiction, Canada and the U.S. Number ten draft day. Wow! Excellent. Canadian nonfiction, Golden Mail, Toronto Star, number three draft day. So, Gord, I wish you good luck on yours. Well, I, but seven weeks in a row in the bestseller. I don't know. Ours just got out. We gave you a lead. That's all, Doug. I'm like Secretariat now coming down the stretch here. Hey, we're going to support each other. Struggling, struggling Canadian board authors. Two great reads to get for Christmas. How about that, Doug? I agree. I, I think anything with Damien Cox and you, I, I would rush out to buy it. Can I get it down here at Costco or where? <laughs> Actually, I'll drive by your house and flag me down, okay? I got about 10 in my trunk. <laughs> and you know what? Good luck on that, Gordon. In all seriousness, uh, I really uh, doing that interview with you on Sirius there in the morning it t- gave us the greatest start you could ever have. There you go. And we really appreciate it. And I loved it. Okay. Well, it was fun. Fun having Doug in and talking all about his book, Kipper. But but I have a question. 
Did the Leafs win the Carrielli Cup tonight? <laughs> what, what, it had to be the Carrielli Cup, which we all used to go to Sweden for, for the European in-season championship. Did they win it? Because you guys were on a high. Oh, my God. It was the greatest win in the history of hockey. Okay. So give us your rundown of what you witnessed today there. Expert. Well, I witnessed Sam being all excited about Borja Salmin coming in and talking to the team. Oh, his son. He was, his son. <laughs> Matt Sundin Sir. came in. Doug, it was and Sundin. it was Borja's son who dropped Anders, the puck. His son, Anders. Anders. Matt, Sun, Matt Sundin. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the game? <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about Borja because of the, the going back after the the, you know, the situation last year with the Hall of Fame and Daryl Settler and, and everything with Borea. So, and seeing the, the movie and so on. So it's really been a, it's been a really trying time for everybody over there. So it was great to see a, a big win today. Uh, maybe a good explanation of why they started off so slow. And it, it was one of those games where it was, you you really thought at the time that maybe, one one goal would be enough. The first one would win, but uh, it must be hard for you know, coaches, general managers to 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 take a team over there in a short period of time and get them ready, Mac. Yeah, it's it's not easy. You know, the whole situation over there isn't easy. But look, they didn't play great. But once the big boys started to come alive in the third period, I I thought Tavares' line was good the entire game. But Marner took another step in the third period, had a great third period, made a couple of big plays. And and the energy just took off from Marner, Nylander. Uh, Tavares was terrific. What about Tavares? 68% on faceoffs. He gets kicked out of the faceoff. Tell you how good Nylander is. He goes in and wins the faceoff and then scores. And uh, you know what? I got to tell you, I, I, Bertuzzi gave them a good third period, a really good third period tonight. And that was encouraging for the Leafs to see. So, Doug, how do, how do you balance as a coach? Okay, they had a three-goal lead against Calgary. They blew it, but they won the game. Again, they had to come from behind. They were behind last Saturday, took some penalties, but beat Vancouver. The end result, you want to win, obviously. And they're getting that. They're finding ways. But the fact that it's kind of choppy and uneven and how they do it, how much does that concern you? Well, with... You know, with the blue line they have, and albeit there's a couple of guys, you know, in the lineup that probably won't be there, maybe a, a few guys in the lineup that won't be there if they can make a couple of trades. I think with this blue line, you're going to have a lot of games like that. You you are going to have games like that where you're giving up chances, you're giving up big plays, you're giving up coverage around the net, you're... you're you're just not, and I talked about it on Nick's show a week ago, they're just not good enough on the back end right now. And they've got to address it. They've got to get better if they're going to have success. But as a forward group, they can make up for a lot, especially with the way they played in the third period. We're joined by Doug McLean, famous author of the book Draft Day, What It Takes to Win. Is, is that is that right? Did I say that? Okay. No, but it's, you know what? That's all I need. I mean, <laughs> there's so much like the way the books are flying off the shelves. We don't need a lot more publicity. We want to tone down a little bit if we can, you know, you're going to be writing. But, no, it's, uh, 
You're gonna be writing. You're gonna be writing uh, soon about the Vancouver Canucks and the the turnaround of 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 their season so far. I know a bit of a hiccup the other night, but come on, sitting atop of the Western Conference, who saw that? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Pedersen and Hughes, uh, you know, they and Miller, they've been so good. Demko, who who come back from missing, uh, you know, a tough year last year. I mean, he has been that good. He's played great. Um, that that big three and that team has been real good. Plus Demko, they they look real good right now. They're they're not an easy team to beat. Will they come back to earth? Probably they will. Do you ever feed your dog? <laughs> yeah, I must. Somebody must have came to the door, or he's excited. You know what? Are you I sure it's a dog? Oh, I think it's a I parent. On national TV, and uh, he thought I was fired and out of that business, so he sort of caught off guard. So, okay, you know one thing about Vancouver, you've been in, we've all been in a lot of different situations. Fundamental, and and, and we like Jimmy Rutherford a lot, but last year it, it shows, get rid of, like, when you're in, the best organizations have no white noise around them, right? Vancouver had the most white noise in the league last year, and they hardly have any this year, and that allows the guys to play and perform. You're part of the white noise in Toronto. So. <laughs> no, no, what are you no. Talking about? Well, no, no, the media not. I'm talking about within. You create your own stuff. We can make all the white noise oh. we want. No one's a bigger part than you are with white noise. You and Kipper going back and forth. But within an organization, to start off saying, I don't like the way the training camp's going, the coaches on tender hooks, all this kind of stuff, you know, which player's going to go, got to get rid of Bo Horvat. Like, it just shows that, that if you, players want to focus on stuff inside the dressing room particularly in, in the big Canadian markets. Didn't they tell Bruce Boudreau that he was, they were giving him a 20 game evaluation at the start of the season or something crazy. Like it was the craziest. I mean, Bruce Boudreau was on watch uh, longer than any coach in the history of hockey as to when he was getting fired. It was a joke. You're right. It, it was a joke. I think uh, maybe Patrick uh, Allen found his way as a GM and, and maybe has taken charge a little bit. I think Jimmy Rutherford obviously was instrumental in bringing Tockett in, calm things down. You look at their assistant coach, Adam Foote, they're a solid guy. They've got some real good hockey people in their front, in their front, on their coaching staff. I think they really did a nice job solidifying things. And then you look at Patterson. I, Nick and I talked years ago. He looked like dad soup three years ago when Travis Green was there. Hughes is one of the greatest young defensemen to come along in a long time. And as I mentioned, Demko Miller seems to finally not be pouting or whatever his problem has been. I don't know. Besser, who, where did Besser come from? They couldn't find him. So all of a sudden, there's a lot of really good things happening there. And, and I suspect Tockett is a huge part of it. So you get to look like a genius when, you're, uh, when your star players show up. Uh, one general manager uh, that isn't getting that is uh, Yarmo in, in Columbus. Wow. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it was Baba bobblehead night for Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau. And that's as tough I got said last goal. night, as I said last night, Johnny Gaudreau has one goal, and it's an empty net goal. And they're and they have bobblehead night. Wouldn't you have thought that we will postpone that till he gets two or three goals? I said, I said yesterday that Johnny Goudreau bobble night was a bigger joke than when I was coaching Florida and the bobble night was Jeff Rimmer. 
Jeff Brimmer's bobblehead night. Like I said, what? When we had no players, we can get to Jeff Brimmer bobblehead night. So can you can you take the Johnny Goudreau one and get for like a buck, get it nailed to a bench or something? You know, just to be. <laughs> But listen, tell me, tell me, I'm tell me, I'm dreaming here. So, it's a it's a one-one game, and then it goes to three-one. The last nine and a half minutes, the coach Pascal, Coach Pascal, puts Johnny Goudreau and Line A on the bench for the last nine and a half minutes of the game. And I'm thinking, uh, just a minute, Pascal, that's twenty million dollars almost of your salary cap that you plunked on the bench tonight, you, you, what you do with star players, and I've said this, I don't know how many times, take a power play away from them. Take a couple of shifts away from them. But to put $20 million on the bench, and you think you're going to win that as a first-year NHL coach? I'm sorry. I don't get it. Listen, uh- it was almost as if Yarmo was on the hot seat the moment you found out that he had to get rid of Babcock here. How, how long do they go here, Mac? Um, and if if you have to look at that lineup yet again and 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 regroup, I mean, don't you have to make some hard decisions now in Columbus? Yeah, like it's it's really tough. I feel for them. It, it's really tough. I mean, JD is you know JD and Kekalainen walked out of that meeting where their jobs were basically told in them in that, in that press conference that their jobs are there on the, on the clock. Um, uh, Kekalainen has come out and said, you know, we're going to make the playoffs. We're a playoff team. Um, I, I, I don't know what's going to take place. You, you end up with Babcock leaving amid like the craziest scenario you could ever imagine. Didn't surprise me, but it was the craziest scenario ever. And then they have to put the assistant coach in, who I hear is a solid guy, solid coach. But this is a lot to ask when when your jobs are on the line. And, I mean, if I'm Kekalane and walking from my – well, I used to sit in the press box. Apparently, they all sit in private suites now. When I'm walking from my private suite down to the dressing room, I'm a little worried about my job and about the team making the playoffs. Just quickly before you jump in here, Gordon, that you know, no one knows that market in Columbus better than you. I mean, is is there a risk that 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 people just will get frustrated to the point where they just stop showing up? Well, I'll tell you what, the fans have been have been unbelievable. They they have been such a good supportive group from day one. Um, they are terrific. The fans, they really are. But they are really upset right now. And I've talked to some people in Columbus today. They are really ticked off. And they, they're calling for people's heads right now. And, you know, the, the frustrating thing is when you, like, you've got the young, you know, top pick, Fantelli, Fantilli. Yep. When is he going to say, I want out of here? That, that's the problem you're up against is you can't continually have your top players asking to, to leave town. Um Look, I, I, I don't know what gives here, but they've got to figure it out. I mean, it's year 24. I mean, I was there the first seven or eight years. I mean, I had an excuse, didn't I? This is year 24. <laughs> so Jeez. another <laughs> one. Gone. Yeah, they've not been the same since Doug McLean's left. We'll, we'll absolutely say that, the Columbus Blue Jackets. But, you know, it's an interesting line about the, fa- the fans starting to turn. 
And how would you characterize with the New York Islanders? Because, you know, the fans, first of all, they got their arena finally. Okay, so hallelujah. They, you lived off that. They could be venomous towards John Tavares for leaving for a couple of years. But, and they're a place people want to stay. They don't leave. Like, guys re-up, you know, now, you know, to stay there by and large. But they're getting a little restless. I mean, is, is the Islander team got to figure out, do we have a real, real chance to win? Or we have to look at maybe retooling? Uh, who's going to who's going to break that news to to, to Lou that we think he should rebuild at eighty one? He did it with the Toronto Maple Leafs, his last place. Yeah, but he's only seven. He was only seventy seven. <laughs> he, he looks better now. He, Lou's in great health. He looks better now. He always does the I right know. thing. What's his age got to do with whether you rebuild or stay in the course? Like, I mean, they're have getting. You to... To Joe, have you listened to Joe Biden lately? I've listened to Joe Biden, but I mean, the, have you listened to the Islander fans lately? And stuff, you know, starting to turn a little bit that regard. No, they get a little extra time because they went through Millbury. That's what they said about me in Columbus. You know? so. <laughs> All roads go back to you in Columbus. Every team goes back to Doug McLean in Columbus. As I said to somebody today, I don't remember anybody asking to be traded when I was a GM there. David Byborny, Ray Whitney, none of those guys ever asked, demanded, demanded to be traded. Hey, uh, apparently the uh, the National Hockey League's got uh, some major uh, work to do uh, fixing uh, the three-on-three in overtime. Uh, are they going to call you and get your advice on that? <laughs> Oh my God. I, I, I get such a chuckle. I was in the meeting. I was in the, the meeting, both the board of governors and the GM's meeting when the three on three was approved. I was actually sitting there and I'll never forget Mike Gillich and Jimmy Devilano adamantly, you know, really wanted nothing to do with the shootout three on three. It, it was just, they were dead against it. And I'm thinking, what is going to come? Then I, as I watch it, I get excited about three-on-three. Three. I get excited about watching it. And now it's like, are you kidding me? It has become a joke. It is, as you said, it's not hockey. It's a first. It's regroup, then you change, and then you regroup, and then you change. I mean, it has become a circus. I don't blame them for wanting to change it. But what are they going to do? Now put a bunch of rules in that you can't regroup? Come on. No, but wait a second. It's exciting, and it gets a result. Okay, we don't have ties. So, you know, you could have things like the, the, the bench can be, instead of the far change, you could have the close change. You could have the thing that if you, um, uh, you can, once you go inside the blue line, you, can't, you can't, take it, can't take it back out or it gets a whistle. You could have a clock about, hey, baseball put a clock in, and they sped up the time of the game, and it was... Like, I'm open to ideas because, it, you know, it is yeah. exciting. People like it. Okay, maybe it's gimmicky, but in the regular season, people like it. Well, I think they should try the three-second clock from basketball first. <laughs> <laughs> see, if we, see if we can put that in. You know? Three seconds in the key. Okay, we got that one down. Listen, not- uh, nobody is allowed to go in the slot area. For, you know, you're only allowed in there for three seconds, and then you got to regroup. Oh, my God. I, I, I don't even... You know what? I don't care what they do with it. I, I don't care what they do with it. Let they they'll figure it out. They they really they're really good at setting up committees, and you know have, they'll have twenty five people in this committee to, to work on the three on three, and then they'll come up with a good good strategy. Do Do you recall like what led us to this to begin with? 
was it the fact that it just strictly we we didn't like ties anymore or we we weren't giving the customer value for three periods they weren't entertained enough we we need something else where did this all start can you check the the 95 96 Florida Panthers i think we had 26 ties in that season but that's where it started 26. That's where it started. No, I mean about ties. Like the, the, that, but, that, that was we, the genesis of it all. Yeah. But then we had the big discussion about should we award more points, you know, a half a point or a point and, you know, try that. And no. But, just, no, but, but, I, but Doug, okay, they always wanted a result. And then when the lockout ended and the league won, not only did Gary Bevan announce the end of the lockout, and it goes, by the way, here's 30 other things. You know, bang, 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 and they were all because they they got they got their way to put whatever they wanted to try, and and that's been in place ever since. Yeah, the uh, you know. No, look, I, I think they've got to come up with something. I, I loved the three on three a couple of years ago. I was a hundred. I loved it, but as I watch it this year, it started to hit me that it's become you know. And why would anybody be surprised? You coach for it now. You've got to coach for it. So what happens? The coaches. The 12 coaches on the team work about how are we going to do this, and they've come up with the whole regroup strategy so you never lose the puck for the whole five minutes. You know, you just regroup, regroup, change. You know, it, it's 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 masterful how the coaches can come up with these strategies, and now they've got to outdo the coaches again. All right. Uh, anything else you want to spill off your chest uh, in all that heat in Florida right now? Or are you good? Has your book has your book moved up the ranks since we talked? I don't know. There, like somebody told me yesterday, it's selling off the shelves. So I don't know what's going on. Maybe you better you, you, know, be, you better get more security. You better get more security at the bookstores, or they're just now, removing them off the shelves. Did Did I hear you say that? Before, while I was listening, before I come on, that Bertuzzi's pass changes will change his season, that one pass he made in the slot? I, I think it's got a chance to rally him a little bit. Yes, I do. You don't? Well, I, I think what would rally him more than that one little pass, which was a nice play and I, I was really happy for him, was playing with Tavares and Nylander. I, I think that would be a plus for him, don't you? But it didn't work with Matthews and Marner so much, so obviously there seems to be some kind of chemistry, so I agree. I mean, obviously, Nick's success he's talking about is predicated a lot on staying with that line, right? I, I, would, yeah, I would say and, so and right you now. Know what, you know what I love about the line is Tavares makes a lot of things happen around the paint with, you know, with his game. a lot, And he gets the puck to the slot area, and if this kid will just go and bang and do a job, I, you know, I, I mean, he hasn't been very good. And that was a big that was a big game for him. I and mean, Nylander has been so good. Um, and Tavares was real good today, guys. Real good today. So, you know, we'll even in the first two periods when everybody else was not that good, that line was real good. All right, we'll let you get back to your parrot or or your dog. Like if if you hit certain sales, can you buy your dog a new bark? <laughs> like or a no, deeper his, one? His is, by the way, his name is Newman. Okay, Newman. <laughs> All right. Say hi, say hi to Newman for us. Take care, guys. All right. See you, Doug. Doug McLean, <laughs> author of Draft Day and How to Pick Winners or Get Left Behind.
All right, we're going to take it. What? What are you Bad. looking at me for? Nothing. You just, when his dog started barking, you looked over at me. I locked eyes. That I was... thought it was a parent. I wasn't sure. Like, you always get worried, is it a grandchild or something? Like, I had that once on radio. I said to someone about their dog, and it was a, it was a newborn. Well, yeah. But remember, you, you got to be careful. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> even know where to go for that I, one. I didn't either. There's a clip of you from the morning show all those years back. Theo, pick up your clothes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to leave that one buried, okay? <laughs> all right, we're going to take a quick break and more with Real Kipper and Bourne and Gord Stalick after these words. daily dose of everything NFL. It's the Fan Checkdown with Matt Marchese and Donovan Bennett. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back. Real Kipper and Bourne show. Special co-host Gord Stellick as JB gets ready for a stint on television tonight. Uh, Terrific job, by the way. You know, I, I catch you every once in a while in the morning and sometimes with you and Steve Coolius, who, yeah. you know, every, well, every broadcast that Steve Coolius yeah, does should be brought to you by Tylenol. That's but, about it. You know. Uh, well, NHL Network Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 91. So I appreciate that. So fun hockey show. <laughs> just like, and uh, have you done your read you're supposed to do? You just I did am. it, right? No, no. I got to do We got to oh, do something. Do okay, do then I'll ask. See, I, yeah. I'm... Uh, you're good on the ins and outs, right? It's not, it's, uh, it, it's not as easy sitting in that chair, right? I have, every time I start this show, I'm like, I'm way over my skis right now. Gordy, yeah. the amount he has improved from the start till now, he is smooth. He's a smooth animal now. You've got to figure it out. But, but it used to be like the intro and extra. The person, they called them like bingo callers, right? They're talking heads, you know, kind of thing. But no, it's hard. It's hard to be in that seat oh, yeah. and control all that stuff. You know, it's like an air traffic controller. So you, probably a plane or two has crashed on your watch. But, but <laughs> I started, I've, had the, I've had the same thing. Yeah. I just mean that. So when, when Sammy's at his best and he really upsets me with uh-huh. what he's saying, then I can shut down everything else and just find out ways why I think he's, <laughs> but, like, out in left field. But I know you got to get the reads in. All right. Okay. Uh, it's, it's actually me that doesn't know. Okay. It's game time. Presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. And since we have you here, Gord. Um, okay. I was going through, because sometimes I do games the night of, but I was just looking through the NHL futures for the trophies and some of the favorites for the, the right. trophies at the end of the year. So I'm just asking you if the favorite to you, if there's any value in somebody else. So the favorite for the Calder, the rookie of the year, is obviously Connor Bedard, heavy favorite. Correct. The, the next two are Logan Cooley at eight to one and Luke Hughes at sixteen to one. Is there? Can you see any world where it's not Connor Bedard? Uh, no, no, can't. Kipper, okay. you watch him last night. Not a quiet. Chance. Yeah, yeah quiet. I know, but he's still going to find a way to keep probably a a, a forty five fifty goal pace for yeah. the next month and a half, and then if he drops a little bit, he'll end up with his thirty five thirty seven mm-hmm. yeah. goals. But here, I think, was it Gretzky that said he looked better than he expected him to hear him say that? That's, that was nice. That's a nice compliment to get from Gretzky. So uh, yeah. the Hart Memorial Trophy, the favorite is Connor McDavid, which I think we've mentioned here before. But Austin Matthews is a close second. Jack Hughes at plus 550. Pasternak, Elias Adder- Patterson, 
Kucherov, and McKinnon would round out the the top there. So anyone underneath there that you think is interesting? Pedersen at 10 to 1? Oh, I, I think uh, all kinds. And again, I don't know, like McDavid being 100% or not. I don't, like, like whatever the deal is. Let's face it, uh, Austin Matthews took advantage of um, an, um, a, a bit of an off year and a hurt year, and he won it. Otherwise, it's McDavid's trophy every year. Yeah. But uh, I, I think this year, Kippy, there, there's, uh, you start with the Vancouver gang for there, for starters. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think there's a, and Austin Matthews, again, there's a lot of names in the mix. I, I threw out Sid's name the other day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Underrated Sidney and Crosby. He is 100 to 1. Well, that's, you know, I know they lost yesterday, but they had one, got on a bit of a tear, and he's the guy. Yeah. You know, well, they yeah. were talking, you know. And I think we expect Jack Hughes to be back in the lineup soon. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, they won yesterday without him. And that's a big reason the Vancouver guys, I'm not saying, are, are leading now in scoring. Because, yeah. I mean, Jack Hughes was the guy before he got hurt, but all those uh, other Canucks now are. And uh, just looking down the list a little bit, William Nylander, 40 to 1. There's only three guys in the league without. Uh, with more points than him, and they're all in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Adams, of the runaway favorite right now, is Rick Tockett. Any, any, you know, Bruce Cassie's up there. Derek Lalone, for some reason, is close up there. Rob, Rob Brindamore, Jared Bednar, but Rick Tockett to me, if they keep uh, this you, up. Uh, nobody mentioned, like, Jim Montgomery. Yeah, he's down the list a little bit. Yeah, well, but well, how, why? Why? He, I, don't, I think it's hard to win it two years in a row. He won last year going away. I don't away, care. Right? Everybody thought they were going to be missing the playoffs yeah. this year. And the, and this came, is the year you acknowledge him. And Kevin Paul Dupont had a stat that last year um, they had a phenomenal year. Yeah. And and they were um, they averaged eight minutes a game that they played behind. Okay. Now it's six minutes. Yeah. So they're even like 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 they're, they're even better than they're they were. ridiculous. And also let's throw Laviolette in New York. Where's he? Laviolette is down the list a little bit here. I'm just looking for him. And um, Dallas, we got some good coaches. DeBoer. Out there. Uh, DeBoer yeah. is Pete fourteen DeBoer to one. Laviolette both fourteen to one. So. I think, you know, the job that Laviolette's doing, obviously, they're, they're humming right now. Uh, Hold on. Oh, One more oh, on coaches. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, Paul Maurice, because they're getting Ekblad back. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Montour. Paul Maurice yeah, is tonight. way down there, 25 to 1. But they've... They've been on a tear. They lost 2-1 to Los Angeles last night, but they've been on a tear. They won five in a row before, before that. So, I mean, how does he not get any love? Totally. And the so the other ones quickly are the Norris. Quinn Hughes is a runaway favorite at the moment. Kel yeah. McCarr a little bit behind him there, and then it's Rasmus Dallin, then it goes way up. So I think that's that's pretty much the three guys that could win it there. Uh Rocket Richard, Matthews is the heavy favorite, Pasternak, Connor McDavid breathing it down his throat. And the Vesna is Sorokin, Ottinger, and Demko are the three top favorites. As far as the Rocket Richard Gord every year, Ovi in the mixed. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, have you seen enough to say this is now we are now witnessing uh the downfall. Even if he scores 30 goals, which would be fine for a guy his age with that wear and tear over the years to safely get to a Gretzky record in two plus years. Well, or next late next year. I mean, where 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 do you see Ovi moving forward? So, I mean, Backstrom had been out before, so it's not like it's, it's totally because Backstrom's not healthy that Ovi's not scoring at the, at the same kind of rate. But all of, and, and the Capitals have played better of late, so it's not like they're getting killed and Ovi's not scoring. They've actually played better of late, got some wins, but Ovi hasn't been the factor. So, yeah, I, I, the guy's only human. And I, think, and I think it's the last couple of years, and, and Sammy, you cited Wayne Gretzky, and one thing, Wayne, when he talks about the record, he said Ovi's had a way of being healthy. Yeah. Phenomenal ability to be healthy, and he's a very physical player. But all of a sudden, 
yeah, you're starting to see that. And now the assumption that he was going to get that record uh, is not quite as clear. No, I, I think it's uh, there's a little bit more doubt than there was last year. Anyways, that about was the record? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that that big of a drop-off? People no. are bailing oh, out oh, on no, him? No, no, no. But, but, I mean, at this particular pace right now, he's at a snail's pace right now. Yeah, I know, I know. You but know. He's, he's still going to. I think he's still on pace for almost 30 goals, is he not? Well, he's only got four. Okay. What did you get in math? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've never said that he's going to break they, it. I've only never played said like 14, 15 games. Okay, so times five. Oh, 20, I, I 25? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> well, but he, he is a math lead. How many did you say? You said 20 or 30? I said 25, 30. Okay. <laughs> well, good thing bet 365. He's on pace for 23. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. But I got him at 30. I'll get him at 27 okay. to 30 goals. Well. Another guy like Josh Morrissey, when you're talking Norris, mm. you know, out of Winnipeg. Let me look throw him a bone. Yeah. Throw him a bone. So, uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah, we, we, let me just uh, get us oh. out of here, and then we can go ahead. Okay, sorry, that was Game was Time, that presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds, and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19+, plus, Ontario only. Please play responsibly. See, uh, earlier in the year, I kind of run over him on the out. Of that, yeah, and I yeah, got in okay. Trouble. Well, I, this is my anyway. This is my first time, so I'll I'll be good. <laughs> I'll be good. So Connor Bedard, who we all agree is going to win the Calder Trophy. Mm-hmm. So that that word, the code, I, it's a bit of a dramatic word, but just you being the former player, and of course, twenty twenty three version. So it was against Florida, right, where he got hit. Yes, teammates stood up for him. Yeah, all good. Now earlier, Marchand had kind of given him the you know like the kind of. Push yeah, the game. I so, saw that. So all mm-hmm. of a sudden, this one, Kachuk's there, okay, right in Bedard's face. Now, he's obviously not expecting him to fight, okay, obviously. They don't, you know, but is he just telling him, you're going to have to stand up for yourself, or we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hit the crap out of you, or like, like uh, what kind of message is he giving back? Because this guy's just being a nice 18-year-old kid standing there and whatever, yeah. and uh, his teammates are sticking up, and he's going to be a big asset for the league like the Kachuk brothers are. What's Kachuk saying to him? I think there's a little bit of that, that, uh, you know, take it easy, not tonight. Mm-hmm. You're going to be great, but not not on our watch tonight. And, and we're going to hit you. We're going to still hit you. Th- they're not worried about hitting him, and they're not worried about any repercussions uh, out of Chicago. So, you know, that's just, he's he doesn't seem phased by it. And I know the hit in, in Florida, he got up rather quickly. You know, he's not a guy that wants to lay on the ice and, and yeah. Be over dramatic on anything, and I think at with his size over his career, that he's probably dealt with it in the past, and it's just part of doing business for him. He's he's going to score a lot of goals and maybe take a few hits still, till Chicago finds a little bit more help for him. But I, I've I've loved everything about him so yeah, far. Absolutely, yeah. And- you know, the, at first blush, when Kachuk went up to him, I was like, ah, oh, what's Kachuk doing? Why is he doing that? Then, at the, you know, it's he's eligible to be chirped. He's on the ice. He's in the NHL. Just because he's a young guy, it's like, I think you're, like, you know what I'm, I know they probably don't like seeing that, but Listen, I kind of changed my thought on it. When I, when I first thought it, I thought it was kind of classless from Kachuk, but then I kind of was like, he's eligible to be hit and chirped. And he's a young guy. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and listen, there's, there's already enough love around the league. Yeah. I've yeah. never... Sometimes it makes me sick. 
Well, Kachuk fights his brother you know? in the car. What well, is thank God driving? we have that. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've got the commercial where yeah. mom needs to separate them. But <laughs> everybody's so supportive of everybody, and there's so much love no, I, now I, I around the league. You. I didn't mind it at all. It's and, like, and, yeah, you know, bring me that. And, and bring you know, me some of and that. And you know the old days that if you didn't have the enforcer for Wayne Gretzky, you'd go after the best player, right, on the other team. And that and that's where it could be a little Stone Age back then. So I never never thought it was going to be that. But I thought I thought it spoke volumes for the florida panthers just doing that right i just didn't yeah. same thing one thing i like about the red wings was last year when uh kachuk challenged their whole bench well they can't jump over and fight him they're gonna get a 10 game suspension so they're in ottawa and kachuk the other kachuk and he's kind of jabbing away and all five are on him you remember that at the yeah. end of the whistle mm-hmm. and that's really kippy right all you need uh, sammy nowadays just that, it, it and that, that was the debate after you the Leafs don't and even have to. You don't even have to fight. You don't have to sit there and exchange punches yeah. and take a couple of hits to the melon and risk a concussion or anything. But you just have to have presence. The, the, the presence. You have to have a visual, right? You have to have optics mm-hmm. that. Okay, I, I may not fight you, but I'm going to stand here and look you in the eye, and I'm not giving you an inch. Even that, that, that I'm not giving you an inch. I'm not backing off. I'm here. Let the officials come and break us up. Even if I have to have a, can I say an FU contest? Right. Am I okay with that? Yep. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, we can say anything <laughs> once, right? <laughs> Just stand there and have one of those yeah. for like 10 seconds, and it'll be almost enough for your fan base to say, hey, at least we're not backpedaling. At least we look like we're, we're interested in, in, in standing up. And that's all you need in the year 2023-24. I thought Domi did a good job of that today with Cider in we front of the net. We saw that. And, yeah. and Cider was out there he was leveling the body. And, and Max went right back at him and ended up pulling him off the ice for four minutes. What a great exchange. That guy is a stud D guy. Yeah. And you've got him off the ice for four minutes. Uh, and, and And that's an exchange that... It, Sheldon Keefe would take all day long. And, and, that, and it had a it played a part in the yeah. game. And that showed how he's fitting again and as opposed to the end of the Los Angeles game that he's just trying to make an impression and get something going yeah. physical in a yeah. game they lost. Hey, happiest guy we feel for today in hockey. Mm. The guy's been a stand up guy on a team that a defenseman had his agent say basically I want out of Jonathan Huberto. Yeah. You know, I mean he's really been uh, and and all of a sudden, they got some breaks to Calgary Flames. Ordinary goaltending from the Vancouver Canucks. And Huberto comes up, gets a few points. And he's not out of the woods yet. But, uh, but you know, small baby steps for him and maybe the Calgary team. Listen, I, I mean, as, a, as an ex-player, watching him benched last week and sitting at the end and kind of staring at his stick, like I felt for him. Yeah. As an ex-player, I felt for him that uh, – you know, people can say, well, he makes $10.5 million and I don't care. And that guy had the worst sleep that night because nobody wants to feel like they're stealing money or, or not earning their share. And for him to come back and have that game uh, the other night, because um, he's, not, he's not a 115-point guy. He had a 115 115- point career uh, career year yeah but he's right. not that's not him <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, but 50 points ain't him either so where, where is it jonathan find it again and, and you'll be fine no absolutely uh, so i mean that was that was one of the other and so wait now, now talking about money so he hit the the mother load at the right time 
Mm. So you're not put. You used to be the expert on money. So you're not putting money out there for Nylander. Oh. You're not putting numbers out there. Listen, oh, he's he's putting it out there. Listen, oh, okay. it's 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 never about what you're worth. It's all about what someone's willing to pay. Yes, mm-hmm. that's it. So that's it. So I got to tell you, Sammy. Mm, let me have. <laughs> I was with Kippy. Yeah. <laughs> we were at Sportsnet, and uh, you'd signed a big contract, one of your big contracts. Oh, la, la. And uh, which you're back doing again. Good. You had a couple of years. You had a scramble I there them for eight years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you were you were at the, with the Baltimore Skipjacks for a couple of years, but now you're back. So this other colleague of ours during the break was busting you. And I thought, like, leave him alone and just talk while you'd, you didn't you didn't leave any money for us or whatever and all that stuff. And I remember you wrote that, you said something about, I had leverage, you have beverage. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, it made no sense. It made no sense. Cause, but it just shut him up. And the guy, because the guy's trying to, trying to give Kip, Kip, he goes, no, it's not uh, a budget. Uh, I had leverage. Oh, and you God. had beverage. Yes. Oh, I think, my I, God. It, it, yeah, that's true. You, you but, like you but like having a beer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you like this beer. So yeah, I just yeah, said, yeah. listen, some of us have leverage. You at least have beverage. Yeah. You're not really you know, narrowing it down. People like beers at sports. That there's a few of us around. You're not narrowing. Yeah, it yeah, down yeah right I don't want yeah. it. That's the whole idea. No, Sammy. everything very amicable. That's all I'm just saying. Yes. It was a good line. It was yeah. a good. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, well, listen, who's got more leverage right now than Willie Nylander? Totally. Uh, how about Petey in, in Vancouver? I mean, he's got uh, he's eligible to sign a contract in July. Like, what's the number? Like, how long? It, well, being an RFA does change yeah. it a bit. No, because you're buying the UFA years, and you will hit the mother load if you just decide to speed it up a year. Yes, but also you know he's not going to walk next July first. I no, know there's still, no money wise. You still got a problem, right? I mean, as far as Finn making but it you, fit, you don't want to play that game either. I would imagine if you love him and he and you feel like you can win a Stanley Cup with him, you're going to want to tie him up as quickly as you can. And right now, you you assume that the number is probably closer to twelve than it is eleven. Do you? But do you think what we saw with Matthews here on the short term? deal is going to start becoming a trend for these guys or do you think it's an outlier with no Matthews? no I, I i think you're onto something here and if pd decides in vancouver that uh i'll go uh two or three years he could still end up close to 35 40 million dollars on a on a really short term deal mm-hmm. and i think these guys are now willing to to bet that the cap goes up and I don't want to lock myself in and, and date my contracts because we've seen so many examples in the past. Well, that's what yeah. Bertuzzi did here, right? Like he took the one-year deal when he was probably offered longer contracts. So yeah. Well, uh, again, I don't know. He got kind of caught in that July 1st um, shuffle Mix. that yeah. sometimes you get shuffled out. I think more. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and again, Austin Matthews, like four years isn't like two years. No, of but course. But I think they've seen that, okay, Leon Dreisaitl, why did I sign for eight years yeah. at 8.5? Jack Hughes, Oof. first year of eight, yeah. you know? So it, it, the, the one thing you go, okay, if I'm David Clarkson and I get hurt after two years, I've signed for seven, That that's the worst case scenario yeah. about a career ending thing. But otherwise, well, you're going to go out and kick ass. Yeah. Like, you know, you're yeah. going to keep throwing, and the money's yeah. going to go up and your your leverage is going to go up. And uh, yeah. I, I, so I think the, more and the, more. The, the, the Jack Hughes is remarkable that... Uh, and New Jersey has him for yeah. what, seven more years at uh, eight million because he would be a, an eleven, twelve million dollar a year guy today. If you were ranking like the contracts in the league that are the most valuable, it'd be pretty 
high on the list in terms of that'd be a top five, top three type of contract. Jack Hughes? Yes. No, maybe number one. You think? G- give me another one where <sighs> it's so... Like, McCarr's on a pretty good number, and he's amazing. No, but he's on a shorter-term deal. No, I think deal. he signed a long-term. Did he go yeah, eight? Yeah, he did. He did. He did. So, I think he's 925. He's 925? For, I think I'll look it up right now. But, yeah, like, I mean, I think he might be number one in terms of value added. Like, eight million bucks for how long? It's crazy. God, but, okay, so, but part of the, give the team credit that Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes took a quantum leap after he signed the contract. You know, you know after he signed the yeah. extension. Yeah. Uh, so there was a bit of give and take. You're, in that you're absolutely right. So, if you go ahead, so Kale McCarr is in year three of a six-year contract yeah. that pays him okay. nine million year, yeah. nine million bucks per year. Yeah. Big difference though. Yeah. Six to 100%. eight. Big difference. Huge. No question. As far as Jack Hughes is concerned, I think he signed that deal coming off a year where he only had like forty points, forty-one points. He was like Lafreniere, right? You wonder if he's going to get to the so, next level. Throw him a big number. Yeah. Over a lot of years, and now you're in a position where it's hard to turn down. You don't mm-hmm. know if you're going to be a 100-point guy every year, which yeah. he looks now as a slam dunk if he stays healthy. He's that talented. One of the bad contracts before he signed with Toronto was John Tavares. Yeah. His second contract with the Islanders was was really... Marshawn um, was like that team. for a long time. Well, the whole Bruins yeah, did, and now yeah. it's changed with McAvoy and Pasternak. And, yeah. you know. One guy looking for... A UFA contract, Pat Kane. He's out there. He's skating in the Toronto area. Uh, we got a text on the text line that he was practicing with the London Knights today. So I don't know. We got an insider on the uh, on the text line. Uh, he's but. he's around. He's skating. He everybody says that he's close. Where do you think he ends up? There's a few teams linked to him, including the Buffalo Sabers. Yeah, Florida's another one, right? Florida, and, uh, Dallas Sabers. To me, it's like they're just they're just not ready for him to be there you know? well it's the hometown thing he's always had either the tie-in but uh tage out yeah. does that now, drive the price up for him is it now is his hip thing the same as backstrom's or is it different mm. uh, i think it's a little bit different right because okay. you know backstrom ed jovanovsky had what backstrom was had and it was just tough getting another half season in you, you so kane anyone going to give him more than one year i think it would be a uh a really hard thing to do for sure um, without having some reassurance that uh, he's healthy. But you mentioned Sidney Crosby. So the last few years, Sidney Crosby, Artemi Panarin, and before last year, Patrick Kane were always quietly in the top 10. You know what I mean? They're just they were, they were just, uh, they weren't getting like, like Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid and others and Nathan McKinnon were kind of the new young guns. Yeah, without the fanfare coming up. Much. Yeah, you yeah. just look and go, and again, our. Artemi Panarin, whatever he was, you know, was sixth in scoring. Patrick Kane was always in the top ten. Just very, very quietly, those kind of players as veterans, you know, were able to. And and at, you mentioned earlier about Sidney Crosby, consideration for the Hart Trophy. And a lot of people, that sounds foreign to a lot of people, but I thought it was a real valid point. Do you want a text? If we got any text I got, questions. We, I have a, a guy's thought on how they can fix overtime you guys i know you guys i know you love love to hear it because I, I don't have any answers this is from tj in port mcnichol my idea for overtime is like college football i think okay both teams get a two-minute power play home team chooses first or second and if it goes to a shootout there after the oh sorry they goes to a shootout after they're still tied after both power plays uh, to me <laughs> yeah that, that's you or you like it? No, yeah, I, 
it's more I, hockey I, than three I, on three is. I dislike it. I dislike that just as easily as I do as the three on three now. So if you switched it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal to me. Well, my my one big one is make make uh, three on three eight minutes. It's just increase it from five to eight minutes. Not hockey. I, I well, listen. it's not going to go away. No, it's not going to go away. People I, throw out. Let's make it like eight minutes. Let's make it ten minutes. The players and the players' association aren't interested in making the players work longer. No, I but can assure we're you. We're talking three more minutes and what it gets into your depth they then. Because they're saying it's going to exhaust the elite players. Well, that's when the depth players, that's when Kipper gets a chance to come on minute yeah. seven. Okay? Go, tell, go, go tell Sheldon Keith to go play Gregor in this scenario. Well, Eddie, That ain't happening. But that's one way eliminates a few more shootouts because, you know, it's... Well, Eddie. I saw a clip from Greg Wyshynski who's on his, I forget his podcast with Arda, uh, and they were talking about it. And I think it's... 70% of the games ended before the shootout. And the whole point of three-on-three three was to have less games end in shootouts. Yeah. So it's worked. Like, you may not like the process. You may not ha- like how it looks. But the <sighs> general outcome is what they were trying to do. You know, early, 70%. You know, earlier this week, I, I came on this show and I called out the maintenance guy because it was so <laughs> hot in here. And today, he's getting me back. Because I froze my ass off in this studio I right it was now. That's kind of cool. I'm glad so I brought if you're a out there, Mr. Maintenance Man. You got me. You got me because you can hang beef in here right now. Uh, Gordo, speaking of beef, yes. Great job well, today. Thank you, Kippy. Yeah, thank you. Um, good being reunited. And, uh, uh, and you know the, how much I love you. I know. Likewise. And, and uh, the, the Sweden afternoon game, these uh, games have been a little bit different, kind of a pleasure to watch at a different time do not be a stranger around here okay okay thanks for watching thanks for listening and we're back on monday on the real kipper and born show